Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of May 12, 2023. I'm Ryo and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hey, everyone. Genki. Oh, Genki's indeed. How you guys been and what you guys been listening to? Let's start with you, Luna. Well... Mine has been an interesting hodgepodge of music, mainly because I went down a little bit of a heavier path. I went and saw a metal concert not too long ago, so I was on a birthday massacre kick. And due to that, I went on a bandmate kick and started re-listening to their Conqueror album again because I absolutely love that album. And... I also was listening to their latest track, and I don't know why I'm blanking because I was listening to that all last week, Memorable, which is absolutely fabulous, and I really hope they play that live when I see them for their, their tour. They'll be at Point Fest in two, two weeks, so Memorial Day weekend. They'll be at Point Fest, where I'm at, which is a giant rock, alternative, metal music festival, various artists. So I'm very excited to see Bandmade there, and their new track, Memorable, is awesome. And I also really enjoyed their album last year, Unleash, and I regret not buying it. And I'm still really kicking myself because the first press edition is gone, and it came with some cool stuff. But Unleash, Sense, Influencer fantastic songs i i'm really getting into them i went back and listened to world domination which is actually the album that got me into them i just fell in love with this whole album as it is just absolutely solid and that got me to check out all their their other releases from that so i've really been going down that bandmade path prepping for that um also been listening to some of my usual stuff I guess you could say I have a couple playlists that I go into when I'm driving so one of them had like AAA, Deja Vu and then Arashi I, I started listening to Love So Sweet and Aozora Peridu also had some A-Witch in there with Gila Gila Shook Shook Went back down some old school, old school boa, like number one, listened to my heart. And got some cream in there because they had a couple new tracks drop. And I've been very excited. And watching them closely this year, last year they didn't have anything out. And I was pretty bummed about that. So seeing them drop singles this year, like, all in a row I've been like whoa what's going on bring me um okay with this new music but Fridays is really good I love the cover because it cracks me up and I still like how many times but Fridays is literally my jam right now and apparently they did uh, no that's not them I would say it says they released an EP last year but totally not them um but yeah, I mean, like, I'm loving their new singles. And then I went back to Emmy Maria because she's actually been re-releasing. She's been releasing a lot more. 
And seeing her come back has made me very, very happy. And I know I talk about her on and off, but her Let's Chill single that she dropped is just amazing. And I just love her voice. And it brings me back to a lot of her older music, especially her Bluebird album, because I it's just fantastic. ASAP Masuguni is one of my favorite songs by her. Just her vocals are so smooth. And then Chanmina dropped her newest album. And yes, I did buy it. And it is fantastic. Like, I love Naked. It is... I highly recommend it. I already liked most of the songs leading up to it. I love Tokyo 4 AM. When, uh, when she dropped the Bee remix featuring A Witch, watching that live was so freaking good. I highly recommend checking it out, especially the live version. It just has so many great moments. I think Sunflower is also such a great song. Just Walked Into My Life. Um, I'm Not Okay. So I do recommend checking it out, especially if you're a fan of her. I will say I bought the limited edition and the packaging is very unique. It is reminds me of k-pop packaging which i have my love and hate with it because it's so bulky this is super super bulky and i kind of don't know what to do with it <laughs> it's a very it, it's i get what she was trying to do she tried to make it like a bubble bath like a carrying case so part of it's a carrying case mine came with a bath bomb too it with her name on it and and then like the photo book isn't really a photo book it's all postcards so that I didn't like, but it's a very, yeah, I hate when they do that. I'm sorry. My Hinawans have done that too. Hence why I compared it like K-pop packaging because it very reminds me of it. But I pr give her props for uniqueness because it's definitely something you remember. And I, I did enjoy that. I do enjoy Naked. I still love her Hot and Chi album from 2021. I did go back and listen to some of that again, like voice member number five, voice memo number five, picky, never grew up. The acoustic version is just so good. Um, so it's just been really like a lot of, I guess you could say random playlist stuff that you hear me listen to quite a bit. And of course, Kodakumi. Sorry, I'm still on my Kodakumi streak. We watched almost, we watched a ton of our concerts and the latest one we watched was Universe, and so good. So, so good. And I've been looking at all Kodokumi's promos, so I went back to listen to Angel Monster because she's doing that tour right now, and you've no idea how bad I want to hop on a plane to go see that tour because it looks phenomenal. I do recommend Kodokumi's both many albums, Angel Monster. Angel's a lot more cuter, while Monster is definitely darker. And I feel like depending on your mood, you could go either way. If you're feeling darker, go with Monster. You're feeling lighter, go with Angel. And I like that she did the two sides to herself in that and had those different takes. So recommend checking those mini albums out. What about you, Gray? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a wild and crazy couple of weeks. Uh, before I get to what I've been listening to, it's uh, this is uh, our op this is my opportunity, uh, Lunit. This is your birthday month, right? No, it was last month. My, last month. Uh, we never said happy birthday to you. Uh, we should have done that last time. <laughs> uh, mine was the 12th. Okay. Well, 
Well, a very belated happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> very, very, very belated. That's all right. I think I, I think I messaged you happy birthday privately, but I meant to say something on air too. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I've been trying to check out more of. I, I've been trying to check out a lot more of the uh, J-pop radio that's on Apple Music, and. Uh, it's it's helped me find a couple of stuff that I really like. Uh, some of it's current, some of it's a little old, but only by like a year or two, so it's not like crazy old. So something that uh, I found that I really enjoyed was uh, "Kimi no Mama" by uh, Mukade and Inman. Uh, yeah. it, it's a pretty interesting song. It's got it, it's. This is something that I think would be much more Luna speed than mine, uh, but. I, I, it came on the it came on the radio and, and I, I was I was digging it that day so I, I hit the plus sign on it. Uh, turn uh, turn it up featuring Candy and Zoot on the wave is is pretty fun by Lana, uh, which is also more of a Luna song. But uh, Candy is good. I know who they are. Yeah. Uh, well, you should check out Turn It Up um, by Lana. Thank you. I'll put that on my list. Yeah, it, it it's good. It, it's really good, and it's it's something that, upon listening, it, it sounds like something I wouldn't enjoy, but I I liked it. I, I you know, I, I guess I guess uh, I've been doing this long enough. Like my tastes are evolving, and which is pretty common stuff. I I, I try not to stay stagnant in in my taste. Uh, try to grow uh, in what I like. Uh, Ringu Love by Macaroni and Pizza, which is one of their newer releases. I know it came out this year. I don't know if it's their newest, so that's the only reason I'm not saying that. I think it is, but I'm not 100% certain. Uh, but Ringu Love is fantastic, and honestly, it's been a minute since I enjoyed some Macaroni and Pizza, uh, who what you know was a music corner a few years back from me, and uh, I you know they're still a great band, really good. I hadn't checked them out in a minute. So seeing uh, them pop up was a really nice treat. And Ringu Love is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Good No Ongaku O by Naguse uh, is really good also. And something that i just been kind of enjoying a lot. It's got this fun ring to it. Uh, Dandelion. I, I still find myself going back and listening to Dandelion by Dice. On the uh, on the occasion, and I, I think I talked about Lady last time on the podcast. So, but uh, Kenshi Yonezu's Lady is fantastic. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love the song. I I, I I think it's one of his better songs. Uh, it, it's definitely more my speed, if that makes any sense. Uh, and it's uh, I just love the composition work done in this it's very intricate it's very complicated but it works it works really well the melody flows really good like everything about it comes together to make this great song and and i absolutely love it so i i I enjoyed lady by kenshi yonezu so uh, you you know it's like like i i have a very complicated relationship with him but when he hits he, he nails it and he's a fantastic composer and I, I think Lady is fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, 
I'll, I will highly recommend it. And it's rare. I recommend a Kenshi Yonezu song, but that, that is fantastic. Uh, and I'm still listening to, uh, uh, Hito wa Yume Oni Domiru by Nogizaka 46. Uh, I'm still listening to that. Uh, I was listening to it, I think a, a few days ago at work and was really enjoying it. So I, I, I'm still digging that. Uh, it's, it, it's pretty solid. Not my favorite Nogizaka song by any means, but I enjoyed it for what it was and I'm still going back and listening to it. Uh, other than that, I haven't been listening to too much. Ken, what have you been listening to? So, like everyone and their freaking mother, I've been listening to Idol by Yoel Sobi. I already know this is a song that you'll probably awfully hate because it, it... I honestly, honestly, I wouldn't know because it is a traditional Idol song that's very laid back on Yao Sobi's isms, so to speak. But... I know how you you instantly when you say yeah, Sobi, you kind of roll your eyes occasionally. Uh, yeah, j- just like a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Sobi is is a group, a duo. It's a duo. Uh, <laughs> duo. I mean, I mean, a duo is a type of group, but mm. <laughs> yeah, but Yasobi yeah, is a duo. You know, as, as much as I harp. I want to like them. I suffer from the I want to syndrome with them. I want to like them. I want to like them quite a lot. Uh, and I don't dislike them. Just I've just never been quite enamored with them. As, uh, you, as well, you said you said yourself that you just don't understand what makes them tick. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. But but it, it still falls under the I, I do I do want to like them. And if I understood what made them tick, I would like them more. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I remember you were saying that you just like you don't understand the appeal, and I get it. Like I said, it's it is what it is. Sometimes, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's but every it everyone sometimes. and their mother is talking about that. What's it, what's that darn anime that it's a part of? Oshi no Ko or whatever the hell. Oshi no Ko. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's I, the open. I heard it's it, really it's the, good. It's the theme song for that, so. I, I will be honest, I've not heard of this show. Yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. like, hot right now in the anime scene. Like, you want, that's, it's going to be the next thing. Like, everyone is freaking talking about it and watching it. I haven't watched it, but I know she, about it because the community's going crazy. Oh, man. I, like, I, I'm so in the weeds. Like, I have not watched Tokusatsu in two months. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Like I am that far behind, so uh, Oshinoko, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, so well, I mean, even a couple months ago, you wouldn't be able to tell that this would have been the hit it was. I think it's what only a month in this season. I have no idea. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's about six episodes in for most shows. It's about a month in. I I've been watching Hell's Paradise. So. Well, for me, I'm no. a, the the only thing I'm going to be paying attention to is Bleach, which is next next season, I think. Whatever now is. As you're saying, Gray. Oh, I was just going to say I I am mildly familiar with uh, Hell's Paradise, and it is on my short list of shows to watch. Mm-hmm. So. The opening is great. I love the opening track. 
Yeah, so besides that, I know there, there, there's a, just a couple other things I've been listening to. Uh, I was listening to to Genie's High's latest single called Monster featuring Yama, which was also a very interesting con- concept because Yama's actually... She's a vocalist that actually been coming out of her digital avatar shadow, which is nice because, you know, Yama is a very phenomenal vocalist. I would highly recommend anyone to go to listen to her. Her act by herself, I understand. Like, I understand a whole lot from from her. I was also listening to Syrup's latest EP called Blue Blur that just also got released a couple weeks back. It's overall, it's very, very good. You know, Syrup does very, very good work overall. And I'm very happy that he was able to release an EP because I was very scared that he wasn't going to release any big things over the next couple of months. But he surprised me with this overall. Uh, I was also listening to Itsumo no Koto by Unfair Rule. They're a really good band that I've been kind of keeping my eye on overall for that. I was also listening to Uduwashi's latest release, Hey Ya, featuring uh, Wataru Sato. Also very, very good. You know how much I love Uduwashi. Then there is Nemme with her latest EP, Tie On, off of that EP specifically. I've been listening to Liberty. She's an artist that I'd highly recommend for you, Luna. So... Also, you know, some solo female artist that's been my thing as of right now. Uh, I was also listening to uh, Chiai Fujikawa, someone of uh, that we all know as well, with her latest release of Ureshi Koi o Honno Choto. And specifically the I Know Uta song off of that release was been really, really solid for me. Uh, I was also listening to a little bit of Out. Yoao Sobi that isn't related to Oishi no Ko, and it was the 17 out uh, single. So, oh well, that's really good. Also, Tendre had a release of their of his latest EP, which is called Beginning, which is pretty much remakes of his all songs of of prior songs with his little modern flair. I would highly recommend listening to Youth, which is the song off of the new song off of that release. Anyway, so. And then I was also listening to Hukashikoi Kara Hakashigo no Kurete by the lovely Asami Seto, who does the. It's the ending theme for Bunny Girl Senpai. They are re airing Bunny Girl Senpai and releasing all the songs for it on digital finally because it's a lead up to the OVA that is going to happen right around the time I'm in Japan, actually. So I'm looking forward to, to that. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love Bunny Girl Senpai. Yeah, and the so music gonna... is so good. Yeah, so they're re-airing all the episodes leading up to the movie, so it's actually a good time to go catch up. And because of that, they're re-releasing all the ending songs for it from all the different seiyus. And I'm assuming they're going to do the 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 one where all all of them together near the finale and with the movie one as well, but we'll see. I hope so. I'm actually really excited about that. But lastly, I was also listening to Pale Memory Moon's latest single called Luna. So I was listening to you, Luna. (laughs) It's overall very, very good. It's very electronic rock. So, I mean, or like electronic bass. So, you know, 
If you want to feel like dancing and living up the life away, I would highly recommend that. Overall, it's very, very good. Uh, and lastly, I was listening to something that you might have liked as well, Gray, but I'm not too sure because you weren't talking about them during your your thing here. I was listening to LOL's latest single called Living It Up. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I think I heard that Living It Up. It seems like they had that drop a while ago. Uh, it was back in January. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty good. I, I liked it. Yeah, so it's also a very up and dancey beat as well. So, besides that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. And this week, it's it's it's, it's a week <laughs> or it's a month actually. This is the first time I think we said this where I let me let me see here progressively. It seems like we've been having a week where it hits very, very hard, or a month where it hits very, very hard, and a month where it just doesn't feel like anything. Out of the four that we've done so far, April seems the least, I would say. I mean, hey, I mean, even in February, we still had had stars, and we had Les Seraphim, and... I believe Subaki Factory as well, but everything else was just okay. I think we, we didn't really like it. March was our probably strongest month f- for us because it's all idols. So overall, it was a very, very strong month of how we liked it. <laughs> but for April, overall, I think this is the weakest month that we started doing this. No, I, I think you're right. Like, this was. Uh, for me personally, very disappointing. And there, there's some groups we're going to talk about. I'm big fans of, big big fan of. And I, I was not uber enthused by what I heard. So I, I it was let down to say the least. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about it and get get the get into the the minutia of it yeah it, it felt this week uh, this april i meant just felt very disappointing i feel like there to me it just felt a little bit of a letdown i i can but that's just me my personal opinion nothing against any of these but there are some great highlights in april but i feel like all the previous months especially march were way stronger than this oh yeah but yeah let's start with with number 10 here it's actually a, a runoff of last month with his hito wa yumi yume o nidoto miru by nogizaka 46 now i know you've been listening to it because you said you were great but overall how, how's your feelings had changed for the for the the release Um, really, uh, I've kind of grown on it a little bit. I still, I think a lot of the things that I said last time stand. I, I feel like, uh, the main song, uh, Hito wa Yume uh, Oni Domiru just hangs on a little too long. It, yeah. Like, it just, it, it's a minute too long. And, and that's, that's just the sad reality of it. But, as a whole, you know, all seven tracks, I, I think they're fine. You know, it, it's a good meaty track. Uh, I like to put it on when, you know, like 
I, I need to do something and, and I, I need to be preoccupied for like 10, 20 minutes. This is a good 30 minute, 30 minute release that I can listen to and get some enjoyment out of it. Even if it's not my absolute favorite thing to listen to, it's just something I can, like I said, put on and put down my phone and, and go about my business for a good 20 minutes. And I, I enjoy my time with it. it. It's good. It's grown on me a little bit. I, I'll, I don't know if I'll, it'll ever be like my favorite thing they do, but it's, it's going on me a little bit and I, I'm happy with that. Yeah, like for me, I I was listening to it a tad earlier, and like my my problems with Nogizaka are still there. It's still a solid release. It's probably one of the better ones that they have done, but my, the problems still persist for me for them. Yeah, and for me, it still doesn't do it. I'm sorry. It's not my thing. I I wanted yeah. to try, but I already know what my style is, and it just. Yeah, unfortunately, like a lot of a lot of this month is also fairly idol idol heavy as well, and it kind of just bears in mind for for us anyway that that it it for for me and probably for you, Luna, it's not really standing above the pack, so to speak. It's just another release by them, even though this is probably their best release in a while. Yeah, and I agree with that. It is their best release in a while, but at the same time, like this. The, like April was such a heavy idol month I think for me after a while some of it just seems there and there's nothing new that's being brought up that makes you go oh wow this really changed it up I like mm -hmm. what they did and you know we just recognize that oh this is definitely their best release in a while or oh this is better than the last couple releases you know that's I feel like what it's becoming versus oh my gosh this is really good type of thing or oh i'm glad they changed it up but it's like oh this is just better than the last one oh this you know that type of thing and it's kind of sad that i feel that way and i mean there are some idol ones that i'll listen to like oh my god i absolutely love this and don't even think anything else but when i just think oh it's just kind of eh, it's just there not that it's bad, and I totally understand the appeal that they have for so many. Yeah, no, but I mean, overall, this week, it's or this month, it's sold 48,000 copies. Going on up to number nine, it is Souvenir by Bump of Chicken. To be honest, this probably... I, I, I like Bump of Chicken. I like Bump of Chicken, I appreciate what they do for the industry. But this is such a weak release by them. It, to the point that, why even have it at all? So they could put out the third track, which is really good. <laughs> but, I mean, it's overall... It's long, the, the, but it's really the, good. The reason why this release is here is because of Spy X Family, and I and I, I don't agree with it. It just sounds so bland overall. It, it does, and I really like Bumpa Chicken, and I've been listening to them for quite some time, but this just felt very forgettable, and I was expecting way more so i was slightly disappointed and honestly i was excited to see bump a chicken on here i was very excited and then i listened to it and my opinion changed i do i mean like it picks up as it goes you know i didn't care for a souvenir i do agree with gray i think that uh 
Marono na, uh, Nakakata is the better, the best of the all of them. I mean, Chronostasis was okay, but I feel like Souvenir and Chronostasis just blend into each other. But Marono Nakakata was was definitely the highlight of this. But I feel like it still doesn't save this single as a whole. Yeah, like I only hit the plus sign on uh, Marono no. Uh, Naka Kara, because uh, I like I said I, I really liked it. Uh, it it is six and a half minutes, but I for it it's a really interesting song. It's doing something a little different, uh, and I like it sounds really good. Uh, the rest of it, it it is very forgettable, and it's, I, I agree it's with very you. Bland. Very very bland. <laughs> yeah, and, and and cryostasis really just. Feels like it, like I don't like it doesn't differentiate a whole lot from Souvenir, so I I just I, I to me this is uh and and you, you know Bump of Chickens had a couple of songs that I I like you know I would I never call myself a fan of them but they've had some releases that I I have enjoyed uh but I, I felt like this one was just like it's all right for what it is but I, I I'm not gonna run out and buy it yeah. Yeah, no, to be put in charge of, you know, the opening theme song for one of the most hit animes last year. I don't know about this season. I, I haven't heard anything, but it, it was over as hell last year. Is is kind of a, a, a very interesting prospect, but it just feels very numb and by the numbers and very... Yeah, no, I did it just so I could have my name on the opening theme song and not a real thought of what music is <laughs> but overall this month it sold a wonderful 63,009 copies and going on up to number eight is Sumeyo Ume no Tabi Hitogun and Yume Sa Uke Nai Yoru Sora Niwa by Beyond and I think this is the first Beyond song that I just did not care about, to be honest. So, I do agree with that. I mean, you do know what you're getting with Beyond. So, seeing them on here, I already had that feeling of, I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it. I feel like with them, there really isn't an in-between. And I just... I couldn't get into it. I tried. I don't know if it was just the vocals. It just felt like something was missing. Or if I also don't like the talking in it sometimes. Like sometimes I'm okay with it. Sometimes I'm not. It just didn't fit. And I also got that vibe as well. Yeah. Uh, Motome wo uh, unme no uh, tabi bito uh, san. It's all right. It, it's. The, the talking like, in the beginning, it's just, like, I don't know, it's a little uh, off-putting. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, Gray is gonna love this song. <laughs> yep, I thought the same thing when I heard it. Yeah, because it's like... It, it, it just it, throws it, off the entire beat of the song, so, like, why even... It, yeah. Why are you guys doing it? <laughs> Sometimes, done well, talking can work in a song, you know, you know... If they're like trying to set a mood or whatnot, like trying to do like a dramatic dialogue or something, like th- that would be like really good. 
this sounds like chattering in the middle, of, like in the opening, and you're just like, oh. It sounds what, like they they, acci- they accidentally just pushed record when they weren't supposed to during yeah. the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I, Beyonds has released some stuff that I do like. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, they, they, they can be hit and miss with me, but this week, this month, last month, it was all right. Like, it's all right, I guess. It, it to me this feels a bit more on the generic side and i mean if you're a fan of beyonds maybe you you appreciate it a bit more uh but as like a casual fan i wasn't really digging it that much all right but what about you miss uh you miss i a can i yodusoda ni wa i think that one was much better uh, you know, it's got a nice melody to it. It's got a, you know, it's much better song. It's much prettier. I, I did hit the plus sign on this release, but th- upon reflection, it was mostly due to how much I liked Yume Sae, uh, Egake Nai, uh, Yozora Niwa. So, uh, I, I, I like this one a lot more. I think the girls sound really good. Uh, it's a nice, mellow melody. Uh, and I, I liked it. I thought it was a little, it was pretty good, and I had some fun with it. Well, and then it kicks up. I did forget about that, but yeah. It does, it does pick up. It doesn't stay mellow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, it did sell well, well enough to be on here. It sold, you know, 76,043 copies here, but it is what it is kind of thing. But regardless, going on up to number seven, it is Smile Again by B First. And when I saw B First, I was very afraid. (laughs) Worried, nervous. Their track record is not the best. No, it's so, not. So, yeah. Yeah, and I was very, very surprised with Smile Again. Smile Again, specifically. <laughs> I want to say that. Because overall, it boom, boom, back, and Great Mistakes is still fairly the same. But, you know... Smile Again was probably one of their best released songs in a while. And it's due to the fact that they show that they could do other things. And then that that's the most important thing for me. And to do it on their third single is really important because I would have I would have gave up on them to be honest. Yeah, so I also was like you can and when I saw that B first was on here I was extremely nervous because a lot of their tracks are more miss for me than hit and I was I was just like well we'll see how this goes so I was pleasantly surprised about how good smile again was I really believe them slowing it down is what helps them because it shows off their vocal skills 
and they have great voices and it works perfectly it is at smile again is absolutely beautiful it has a nice melody to it the composition's good it matches with all their voices i think it's very well done but then you hear boom boom back <laughs> and that was jarring going from smile again to boom boom back and i mean seeing the title boom boom back i just had a feeling it was pop and lock so I'm like, well, I already know how this one's going. So I didn't care for Boom Boom Back or Great Mistakes. But if you like that style of B first and you like their pop and lock, you're going to love it. If you're someone who wants that vocal heavy style and wants to actually hear those beautiful voices, Smile Again is the jam right there. And I honestly think this and there's one other track that is probably like the best songs of this week. And I'm going back and forth in which one I would say would be my top of those. Yeah, this was a nice surprise and a decent treat. Uh, Smile Again really does show that they're not a one-trick pony, that, that they have some range, that they're able to do uh, different things uh, with their style and with their vocals. Uh, and w when they want to, they sound really freaking good. And Smile Again, I think, shows that really well. So, you know, I, I think, you know, the B first that we've come to know is not going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. Boom, boom, back kind of proves that. Yeah. But, you, you know, to, to see them be like, well, you know, we, we can do other things too is, is a very nice treat. And I'm excited for when they decide to shake it up a bit oh uh, yeah most yeah. definitely but regardless smile again so the one over 134,934 copies here and obviously that's a very impressive overall to have a number seven track for the month to already hit six digits so the congrats for them to be honest but Going on up to number six, it is Tensai wa Dokoe by Not Equals Me. And unfortunately for me, I'm still looking for that Tenji. So it's it's not there. It's not, not there. This was a... If you were to say by the numbers, it's, it's straight by the numbers. I would have been confused on who was doing this release, to be honest. I felt the same as you. I was kind of excited to see Not Equal Me on here just because I know sometimes I find some good hits with them. And there's some like, oh, this is really good. But Tenshi wa Dokoe was not that. I did not care for it. I felt like it was just, like you said, by the numbers. I thought Marshmallow Float was okay. I thought it was kind of cute. But all in all, I... As much as I really, really wanted to get into the single, I couldn't. And I like the cover. I'm like, ooh, the cover's kind of cool. But, yeah, there's no Tenchi in this, this single, unfortunately. And, I don't know, maybe I was expecting a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, Not Equal Me does... They have a history of... I mean, they've, they've dropped some stuff that I've really enjoyed over the past couple of years, and they've dropped some stuff I, I haven't liked as much. But, you, you know, they're... 
pretty consistent. So I feel like this is a step down for them. Uh, Tenshiwa, Doko E, it's all right, I, I guess. I, I'm with my co-hosts. I, I don't see how this stands out in any meaningful manner. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the market that kind of sounds similar to this. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I listened to it uh, yesterday. I had to re-listen to it again today because I was like, what was that song again? I don't quite remember. And when I hear it, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I remember now why I was struggling to remember this song because it's just nothing really stands out about it. It's just one of those things. And, you know, the whole single as a whole, I think is okay. I don't think it's particularly bad, but I just, nothing to me really stood out. And I felt like that's a problem. So it was just okay. And you know, this, this week it sold a wonderful 138,772 copies and going on up to number five, which I, I believe is all the three of us uh, pick of the month right here. It is Panoramic Jet by Fantastics from Exile Tribe. And I know this is these are your boys, Gray. I mean, you're probably their biggest fan next to to color creation here. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Fantastics. Uh, I, I think they're really consistent. Uh, I, I tend to like most of the things they put out, and Panorama Jet was no exception. I've been listening to Easy Come, Easy Go, which is the second song on it since they put it out, I think in like February. Uh, which is also really good, and maybe in love is fantastic. And I like this whole release is so freaking good. Uh, Panorama Jets, just this fun release that these guys did that is I enjoy it so much. It just it was a breath of fresh air in in this release in, in this release month too. Uh, but uh, Fantastics live up to their name time and time again. And in my opinion, they're fantastic. And uh, this whole release is really good. And like I said, Easy Come, Easy Go, I've enjoyed for a few months now. Uh, but when I was listening to Maybe in Love, I was like, yeah that's my jam that right there is exactly where i'm at and it is it hit so nice last night uh you know i was just sitting with my wife uh playing some video games and maybe maybe in love came on and it was it was hard to play my game i got so sucked into this song and I was, I was like, yes, this is it. This is it right here. I, I love this release. And I, I'm always excited to see what the Fantastics do. Uh, and cannot wait for their next release. This is another knock out of the park by them. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, in my personal opinion, this is probably their best release that I've heard from them. And this is not just overall or not just the song itself but their best release in by far from them and this isn't including just panorama jack and this is also including their release of their cover of juju train as well which originally <laughs> you were in love with if i remember correctly 
Yeah, I, I still like Choo Choo Train. It, it's really good. I, I, I that's just my personal opinion. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, and I will be fair. I have not checked out the live version uh, on this release yet. It's the only thing I haven't done yet. But oh, wrong. It's it's probably their best release in my. I personal didn't get to talk opinion. about it. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we're going to get to you. <laughs> we're going to get to you. <laughs> but overall, I just think this is probably their best release in them. And, you know, for for overall, for all my gripes with I had with the Exile Tribes, you know, the Fantastics, as to your point here, Gray, has been doing some really fantastic work, and I really appreciate them for that. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said on this because i i'm not the biggest fan of fantastics they're not really my style as much so i'm kind of very mad a lot of their releases nothing really jumps out but i thought panorama jet was fantastic and not just the lead track itself but the whole single was really good easy come easy go maybe in love I mean, I I was pleasantly surprised by each one, and I thought their vocals were great. The composition, it was memorable. It stood out, and I also think it's one of their best songs because I actually remember this one, which is very rare for me. No offense to Fantastics, you know they've never had a track that completely jump jumped out at me. But Panorama Jet did, and I really liked what I heard. This was my other top song of the week. It's tied between Panorama Jet and Smile Again. So that's a big surprise right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but overall, this week, it's or this month, it's sold a lovely 139,058 copies here. Going on up to number four, it is Tropical Night by jo1 and the less we talk about this release probably for the better because this is this is their their same shtick unfortunately and i i know i i can't speak for all of us but for me this isn't it i've i've when as soon as i saw that it was jo1 i already knew what to expect i was dreading going into this release and three seconds in i already knew my answer (laughs) so I think we all felt the same way on this. And I was the same way when I saw Geo One. And I know they can have great vocals. But the thing is, is they rely, like Ken said, in the same shtick. The pop and lock. You know, aggressive rap. Sometimes it's all over the place. And so you really know what you're getting with them. And as soon as I heard Tigger, the lead track, I just knew, okay, I know what I'm getting. Like Tigger, Coma and trigger or comma coma i don't know same thing so those three really blend together because they have such similar compositions vocal style that type of thing we good still similar style but at least it sounded different like the only the only track that really did stand out to me is romance and it was because it was a slow song they slowed it down And when they slow it down, they have great vocals and it shows like, hey, we're really good singers. You know, we don't have to rely on pop and lock and and the boom, boom, pow and that type of thing. And if they did more tracks like that or did a big leading ballad like that, 
it, I honestly would have a little bit of a different light on this, but seeing the same thing over and over, you really do know what you're getting. So I feel like with JO1, it's really no surprise. And it, and I would like to like them. I, I see so many people who love their music and follow them, but it's just not for me, the, this type of pop and lock thing. So. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, so Tiger is a three minute song and I, I get 90 seconds into it and I, I couldn't listen anymore. I'm like, I, I'm good. I, this is not for me, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's our job to kind of go through the whole release and, and I'm glad I did because when it, you get down to we good, I don't know. It turns around. I, I actually like We Good. I think this is a fun track uh, that I, I can get into. I, I think it's catchy. I think it works. It's not as aggressive or in your face. It's just this fun, light dance number that's a lot more my speed, if that makes any sense. And I, mm. lo- I really like We Good. Uh, Romance is really good. And Forever Here is not too bad. Like It's pretty solid, too. So... You know, you could throw out the first three tracks of this and <laughs> enjoy the back three. It's <laughs> not very I, I reassuring there. <laughs> yeah, I, and and, and we'll, like, we'll we'll get to this talk overall because I think out of all of the releases that we've gone through, this release, I mean, there's forgettable and there's there are songs that I I just don't disagree with, and while. You know, overall, with Tropical Night, the release as a whole, it... I, I don't know what's worse, to be to be honest, for a song to be overly embraceive and just not for me, or for a song to be forgetful. Because there are songs later on that we'll go on to that is just overly forgetful, to be honest. I, I What... what Honestly, what is the worst between the two poisons here for you guys? I don't know. That's a, that's because, a great question. Because there's there's a song we'll get to fairly soon where as much as I don't think I agree with the that particular song, we'll get to it eventually. It's memorable because it's so in your face about what it is. And I get it. That's the tone of the song. But And I think it's much better for me to for a song to be not for me and kind of know what it is than not remember even listening to a song. Yeah. Which has happened this for this month's releases. This It has. For me, there's a couple of these that I totally forgot about. But yes, I know which one you're talking about. And for me, I'd rather remember it for being in your face, even if I didn't like it, and being unique than you're so used to hearing that style from someone that after a while you forget about it, it just becomes more forgettable. I, I don't know. Cause, cause I, I think for me, uh, one being forgettable is, is one thing, but I, for, for me that, that other release that we're going to talk about, it, it's more of, I know they're better than that. If that makes any sense. And, and mm. to, I, I know that they. I, I know that sometimes they do music like this, and you know it is what it is. Uh, and I, I understand that they need to put out tracks like this on the occasion. I mean, no. Well, hold, hold your thoughts for that. Just kinda, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because you're going to repeat yourself pretty much for the most pretty part. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, but for the most part here, you know, there are songs that... No, even if we don't agree with it, if it, if it isn't an abrasive song like how how Tropical Night was well, specifically Tiger and all that stuff, was, you know, overall for me, even if it's a song that I don't agree with and I know just not to avoid, there are songs that idols even sing. And I, like, for example, I'm pretty sure you're not going to like the word, the song Idol because of just how overly it is, not only for the artist, but just how overly it is. And that is a song that you'll remember, oh yeah, I'm going to avoid the song at all costs comparatively when you listen to a song and be like oh yeah this released i don't i don't know what's worse in my mind <laughs> yeah I, I i i i was i was trying to remember uh if uh Yasobi did the opening to uh witch from mercury and they do and, and i was like oh yeah I, I about skip that song every time I watch that show because I do not like it. So, yeah. And I, I love the show, but I'm not liking that opening. But that's a sidetrack. I was going to say, but... <laughs> you, but you you proved my point that you didn't remember it. <laughs> what was, was that's, what? that's true. That's true. That's true. I did prove your point. <laughs> but regardless, you know... Overall, Tropical Night here sold a wonderful 315,820 uh, copies here. And going on up to number three, it is Doshitemo Kimi ga Tsukida by AKB48. And, you know, this is one of the songs I was talking about where I just don't remember the song. The song is overly forgettable. AKB has been just wallowing for the past years at this point now. So I don't know what they want to do. Yeah, no. Uh, Doshitemo uh, Kimi ga Sukida. It, it's alright. I, I don't find it to be offensive, if that makes any sense. But Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's offensive. Yeah. It's just... No, 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 it's no. Just, no. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I like, wasn't... Th- there's, there's nothing there. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I never meant to imply that that's what you were saying. Uh, but, yeah, this is just... By the numbers, uh, it's I I I don't know. I I think this is really I I think this is a bad release for AKB48 for for a multitude of reasons. And I mean, they they've had bad releases. Yeah. I I think for the past several years, and if you're a person that is betting on and. So this this is a huge thing that eventually I want to talk to you guys about. They're abolishing the team system, or, which is really, really huge for AKB. There is no team AKB or 4 and 8 anymore. They're just going to be AKB 48 now as one cohesive group. And that's going really backwards about what they are because what's the difference between them and Hogizaka? Nothing. Nothing Actually, at this point. Yeah, there are two 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 more girls. That's the difference. Two more girls. <laughs> but the, the their Senbatsu doesn't even feature all forty eight of them. Yeah, no, it it doesn't. I, it's I don't like. I can't believe they're getting rid of the team system. That that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> 
But they're trying I mean, to shake up. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to shake up what they can at this point. But the thing is, it's a lost freaking cause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it might work. I think this sounds like a Hail Mary pass, if anything. No, because it's not. It's not. It's not, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work, in my personal opinion, because of the fact that. You know what's what made them queens of the industry is taking four steps back to being relegated to their their person their, their group that was supposed to replace them, and that what made them special be between the two because now there's nothing different between Nogizaka and AKB. Hell, what's the difference between them and Hinata Zaka Forty Six at this point because they're still treading the same generic idol stuff. Uh, I, in in my opinion, I I think n- not only is there no difference, I think they're being outdone by Hinata Zaka Forty Six. Yeah, like Hinata Zaka is doing it better, and but yeah. that's their whole shtick. But that's their whole shtick, though. Not like AKB where they're bouncing back and forth. <laughs> well, well, true, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's still it's still competition within your own market. Yeah, and and you and need I've... to stand above that. In, in my personal opinion, like uh, eventually we're gonna have to have this talk with with the forty eights and the forty sixes. Event, I, and I would like to have all three of you there, even though I know for a fact that you won't be able to talk much about this, Luna. But just for the debate of this here, you know, what the what did they have to do? Because it's getting to the point that Korea is the Korean market is going to overrun them. And it's already happening at certain points for certain groups, and they're barely getting afloat. They're not the money maker as they used to be. They're barely holding on. Only Nogizaka is barely, barely making top threes for their sales. And I honestly don't know what they could do to fix it. I mean, I don't. I don't I really. Think a good, I think a national wide wipe, and just make one group. Yeah. None of these sister groups anymore. I think because otherwise nothing's special anymore between them. They they had no, their they own No, they all sound se- the same. I'm sorry. They, they do. You know, what 46, the 46 is dead and when they had their their three types with Hinatsuzaka, Nogizaka and and Sakurazaka, well, 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 well Kiyakizaka as well, but well, well when when they had Kiyakizaka all three groups had three different very fields with it, and you could appreciate that. Now they all sound the same, unfortunately. Sakurazaka is tr- just now getting out of that shadow of what they were and trying to do their own thing. But it's a little bit too late because they're already a year and a half in their conceptions. Yeah, I mean... I honestly, and lately with listening to all these releases, I'm sorry, and to be specified, they don't, didn't always all sound the same. I used to be able to differentiate back in the day, but now I feel like a lot of them just run together and there's nothing that unique separating the sister groups like there were. And I think that's one of my biggest issues is it just sounds so generic and they don't have that... They just haven't put out that something that that special oomph that really makes you remember them. 
I mean, I'm literally trying to go back and think about the last big memorable single I bought. And it wasn't AKB. It was probably SKE SKE with Mushiki Naido because that's still one of like my top tracks or synchronicity, you know, but I, I just, I kind of feel like in Doshimo Kimi ga Sukida doesn't do anything for me. It just felt there. It wasn't anywhere. And I feel like for, I honestly, I, I don't know what they can do to come back on track. I think like what you said, Ken, them wiping the slate clean and doing one huge group as a start. I, I think that would be a way to start and see what they want to do. But then you think they're also going to have to find their sound. And you can see that a lot of them have struggled with that. So maybe wiping that slate clean will help them do a complete refresh. Or it could take them years again to gain gain back or find the sound they need to become relevant again. And like being honest going to a lot of conventions this shows how much a lot of the 46s and 48s has literally dropped off back at back years ago you would see people doing the cosplays doing the dances doing a lot of the songs for some of the 46 and 48s doing the whole idol thing and you know what it is now the last probably three or four years it's been all k-pop Everyone's doing like Mamamoo, Red Velvet, like the big K-pop groups doing their dances. And that's all you hear. You actually don't hear as much J-pop anymore. And you used to see way more idol stuff going to the conventions or just in general, you'd see more talk about that. And here you don't. And even in Japan, I remember when we were there, there was idol stuff everywhere. And one of my friends is telling me now you go and you see a lot of K-pop. Like K-pop's everywhere right now. Yeah, I, like I remember when we started the show. You, you know, I remember when Jabba Jaw came out. You know, that that hit a million. And you, you know, I to me, uh, I know that you know AKB48 just dropped this. It was at the end of the month, and so you, you know they're you know the the them being number three may not be truly reflective of how much they sold or how popular the song is but like i i remember when you know in one week they could hit a million easily and for them to be you know this be their hottest release off the presses coming in at number three it, it it's really just shows the decline and cultural relevance they've they've had. I mean, you know, they're still pretty. They're still relevant, but not nearly as what they used to be. Like they they don't have the market share that they used to have, and this this really shows it. You know, regardless, going on up to number two is Abarebo by Stones here, and this is the song that we were talking about earlier. Now, if you guys don't know, Abarembo is literally means rampage, and yeah, this song was a rampage because this really. This really shows that Stones really wants to do things their own way. And, you know, I can't fault them for that. As much as I know all three of us probably did not like this release, you know, for me, I just find it funny because I know this particular release is very, very popular on the social medias in Japan. 
Everyone loves the dance, by the way. Everyone likes doing that dance because once they get to the course, everyone's doing that dance. And it's pretty impressive overall. But as a song and a release for someone that does not like this style, and I think both me and you, Gray, can attest to this, this was not it, man. <laughs> yeah, n- no, this, this was... I, I will say I like the, the music video for what it's worth, but yeah, I, I, I do not like this song. I, I get it. I, I, I get Stones. I understand where they came from, and I yes. understand that in that you know they in order to be competitive, in order to be relevant and stuff like that, I understand they need to put out songs like this on the occasion. Yeah. Yeah, but this was, in in my this was very disappointing to to me because it's like, I, I like I've heard them at their peak, and and I like I know what they're capable of, and this just feels, uh, uh, clout chasing a little bit, and I mean, to the point I'm not I'm not defending them or or you for this matter, but you know. To the point here, yeah, it it is very clout chasing, but they need to differentiate themselves from all the groups here because it's getting to the point now that Stones and Snowman, there are a lot of people are finally catching up to the fact that they are fantastic singers. No kidding, because they're freaking Johnnies, but. These all four of these groups, all the junior groups here that we're going to be talking about with Stones, Snowman, King and Prince, and Nani Niwadanchi, eventually all four of them are going to have to differentiate themselves from each other because otherwise the Johnny's market is going to collapse on itself on what it's... They're going to be contempt like how AKB and Nogizaka are doing with the 48s and 46. That's where I can assume... I can can agree that they can release stuff like this because of the fact that hey, you know they can do this, but they can also do this. Granted, it's not in the general public for Johnny's. Well, I don't know because I'm not in Japan with their Johnny's fan club to to take a a agreement to see what that is doing live. But this is this particular release is doing gangbusters for their dancing for on the social media side, and that enough is probably worth more than sales than anything else because their names are there. Yeah, no, you make a great point, uh, as always, but... And again, and again, it's not for us. Like, you know, we're we're three people out of how many people probably listen to this song. And it's... And I agree with you for a lot of points here, Gray, but I also understand it from the points from them as well because of what they need to do because it gets to the point that, unfortunately, they're going to have to start doing this. And King and Prince and Nani Niwadanchi are going to have to do this as well, eventually. We might not like it, but they have to show range of what they can do as well. And King and Prince has done that with number one as much as we hated that release. Yeah, and I I see that, and that's the thing. Like, even if even if we might not have liked Abaretto, I see the appeal to a lot of people, especially because they're one they're going out. I mean, they do the pop and locks like this every once in a while. I feel like this is a 
a very a more aggressive pop and lock, which is what it's meant to be. And you could hear yeah. that they make it yeah. very emotional, and you do hear that. And I I think it stands out, whether I like it or not. I yeah, that's a whole yeah, di- I don't that's care a whole different but it story. stands out. Yeah, you yeah. remember <laughs> it. You remember yeah. how it sounds because you think about some of the. The other tracks that are pop and lock don't like they might be somewhat aggressive in the rap, but it's one rapper who's aggressive. The, like to, to all the of Abadetto is aggressive yeah. track, and it actually blends with the composition because the composition has that same aggressive feel. So yeah. it does go with it; it flows with it. Now, like I, I, I totally see why they did this, and I do like that it stands out. It may not be my style of music. I'm going. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. listen to this track outside of this. I actually like the composition. I like the instrumental part of it because the beat's really catchy. Yeah. But I, it's like I like your point of saying they need to do this, and yes, it makes them stand out. It also makes them good competitors for other artists who are doing this, especially the K-pop industry, which a lot of artists have a similar style except i think with stones they took that more aggressive vibe to it so you really feel the emotion behind it and i think that's what it makes it stand above a lot of the rest Mm. so i give them props for that and i'm glad they also change it up and they don't do same old same old type of thing so i like their range of style i know i know for a fact that the next release they're probably going to do is going to be drastically different for this, and this is going to probably just be a one-off. But to my point here of being a song that is, you know, that you highly avoid, that you still remember, or to a point that uh, a song that, eh, you just thought it was okay and non-forgettable, you're going to remember this song when I mention it to you three months from now. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, Oh, yeah, this will be very hard to forget. Yeah, but if I mention any of the AKB songs, would you remember it three months no. from now? Uh, I don't know if come next episode I'll remember it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but that, for him and his memory, that's one whole other thing. <laughs> but, you know, that that's to the point here of you might hate it. I might hate it. We All three of us might not hate it. But it's freaking memorable to the point that yeah, no, it's a song that they did. Oh, yeah, I avoided it for the specific reasons. <laughs> Compared to now, at the end of the year, when we're going through this and be like, oh, yeah, AKB did release a song around this time. And, you know, that's my point here. For for the most part, you know, they did they did their best to do out, and whether or not it it's what they're going to do next single, it probably won't, but... It'll be very interesting to see what they do next now because I'm gripped to see something of a regular tone for them. <laughs> so, you know, as much as I did not really realize, all three of us did not, this release isn't for us. You know, it's unforgettable for the most part. I know for that. I, I won't forget it, mostly because social media for Japan is not making me forget it because they always do that darn song. But regardless, it sold over 458,470 copies here. You know, a month and a half worth of, or two weeks worth of things here, three weeks of things here. It's nothing to snow at. But 
Regardless, going on up to number one, it is One Choice by Hinatazaka46. Now, before anything else, what did you feel about this release, Craig? Because <laughs> so, I know these are your girls. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, I, I like them. Uh, I, I wound up hitting the plus sign on this, but I felt like this was more of what we've been kind of talking about the whole episode as being kind of forgettable. Uh, I, like I said, I, I liked it, but, you know, I, I listened to it earlier today and it wasn't until we started the show. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I should probably go back and hit the plus sign on it because it's, you it's want another... To support that. <laughs> well, I want to support them, but also it's another 30 minute half album you know because i run into that sometimes at work where i need yeah like you know i need to set my phone down for 30 minutes so i want something to listen to and and this was it kind of fit the bill for that if that makes any sense uh so that was kind of the reason i hit the plus sign on it uh but this i feel like is a step backwards for them and i i was a little let down by one choice i i don't think it's as good as what they typically do I don't think it's bad by any means, but there's just something about it. It's missing. There's like, there's missing a, ch- it's charm that they typically have. It's just mm. not one choice. Just didn't work for me uh, for whatever reason. I guess I don't find it aggressively offensive and that's why I hit the plus sign on it, but it's not something that, you know, I think I'll go back and listen to, but I, I'm not even certain I will or not. So it, it's it was a disappointment for me. Uh, I'm I'm glad that they, it did well. I'm glad to see them at number one. Uh, I think these girls do outstanding work, and I'm glad to see them, you know, getting that recognition. But it, this was to me was a step backwards, and you know, hopefully the next release will turn it around. But I felt like this one was a bit of a miss. Oh, yeah. One choice was very forgettable. I mean, for Hinatizaka 46, it's, I don't know, it's always been hit or miss for me. It's probably been more miss than hit. I really was kind of hoping to like one choice and thinking, oh, you know, the cover's cute. Maybe it'll be okay. But I also felt like it was one of those tracks that's just very forgettable and I'm not going to remember it next week. And that's one of the biggest issues I've honestly had with them. And it it's just, it's kind of sad, you know? I mean, I really don't have much to say on it. I listened to the the whole single and... I was, I, I actually, there was one song I didn't mind and it was the Coriander Green Pepper track. I thought that was kind of cute. But other than that, and Koi, uh, Koiwa Nigiyashi Ga Hayai was okay. I mean, I thought that one was okay too. It was better than one choice. But yeah, it was just kind of, and it was supposed to be a summery single, but yeah. Or springy, very springy summer, but it just kind of, this is, I don't know. 
I I feel like they all need to redo at some point. They need to redo. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> yeah, and no, overall, I thought it was an alright release, but, you know, alright at this point is just the the minimum bar for Inatazaka. One choice really shows why they're here at this point in their career. Um, they're another idol group that is doing very, very well, and I don't fault them for that. Hinatazaka overall knows what they have. They know what they're caring for, and they're here to stay, and One Choice just really proves that point here. But overall, the only problems that I have is I, I, I'm I probably going to forget this release. going to happen in about a month or two, and that's that's the darnest thing to, to happen here, so... But overall, it sold over 486,456 copies. Let's kind of just peek over to the albums real fast here. I just want to see what topped. And King and Prince with M M Mr. Five. No, no. That's the reason why the single sales were so bad was because King and Prince sold 1.2 mil. <laughs> that will explain a lot. <laughs> and... Back to back with seventeen, which was also the the other main release for that for that week for AKB, half um, half a mil. So that's the reason why it's the sales are the sales. <laughs> but oh wow, regardless, yeah, no, congratulations it, 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 to King and Prince. This, oh that's yeah, they, yeah no. that is amazing. I'm so happy for King and Prince. This just shows. They're the kings. They're gonna be the kings for a while. I yep. I proved my point here, <laughs> and this is their best. This is like their best of because in, in if you looked into the track list for Mister Five, it's all their singles. Every single main release is on here, so it's it's their best of pretty much, <laughs> and it is their best of so. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, if, if there's going to be an album that you're going to buy, Gray, buy this one. <laughs> yeah, I might have to look into buying that. That looks, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, regardless, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. You can find us on all social media platforms at Twitter and Instagram at Ungakudu. You can follow us on our affiliate stuff and uh, at ongakudu.com where you can check out our lovely lovely interview that we just posted with Nazk Van Vane here we we specifically talked to Harukaze which is the vocalist for this this project it was such a blast and I, I I am for one very happy because her entire thing was in English. I didn't really need to retranslate it again in Jap from Japanese to English. So I'm very thankful for that and Harukaze for helping us along with the interview. I had a lot of fun looking at it and looking at her answers here from a lot of stuff, especially with how she was feeling throughout the project. It's it's very, very interesting and you know, it's one of the things that I absolutely love doing when we do these interviews, is just seeing how everyone kind of has their own answers of why they got into the music industry and how their method and creating is so very different from one another. And we, we've done about a good handful of interviews now, and I've been having a whole lot of fun of them. And I'm so glad that we got to interview, uh, 
That's funny. I mean, like Ken said, just reading those questions that Harukaze provided and just asking her those was just so interesting to read those responses. And just like with everyone, we get that chance to interview and seeing how all the di- all the different answers they give because it's all that different perspective and everyone has such I guess you could say I want to say like not unique it's like unique ideas and unique perceptions and I love hearing everyone's perceptions and how they got into the industry and what some of their favorite things are about what they do I feel like there's a different answer for everything and I love hearing those Yeah, going through the, our interviews is a ton of fun, and I, I really like each uh, the perspective of each one. Uh, it's always uh, just nice to kind of just get a glimpse behind the, the the microphone and really get to know the artists. And it's such it's always such fun doing these, and I look forward to doing more. But yeah. Be sure to go check that out on our website, ongakidu.com. And be sure to follow our affiliates, Cory Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer. You can follow him on twitch.tv slash Cory Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow our affiliate, Timbertaff, who is going through all the worldly stuff of World of, World of Warcraft. And I believe he just finished Dragon Quest Four. I think that's something for, for you particularly, Gray. <laughs> That you should be interested in watching his his vods are on his channel at twitch.tv slash timbertaft t-i-m-b-e-r-t-a-f-t you can also follow your sister luna rose who's probably going through a lot of other things and very interestingly enough you can follow her at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty r-i-n r-a-i-n-s-c-a-r-k-i-t-t-y you can also check out our affiliate water writer fangirl who is hard at work in her next manuscript can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl and has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e can also check out the podcast that i do with timber lou and fangirl called potasaurus this past week we had a lot of interesting things as we talked about we talked about a lot of different things such as the bottle watch for the digimon Bandai thing here. We talked about a lot of Digimon cards and Pokemon cards for that matter. We also talked about Mega Man Battle Network and the wonderful thing that is Redfall. <laughs> if you want to hear our thoughts about that, be checking out Podosaurus by looking up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Harobo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And where can we find you, Luna? I, you can find me on several of the social medias, such as the Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, Serialized, and I joined a book reading one recently. <laughs> Need to stop joining all these apps. Is, uh, uh, did you put Fangirl's book on? <laughs> I'm still slow at doing th- things. It's called Storygraph. And it, you can keep track of all the books you're reading. So, or books you've read. 
So I'm still slow at adding things, but I'm also on there. And I'm on all these social medias, such as Luna Maria 87 So if you want to follow me, I love checking out what people are watching, reading, listening to. I am also on the Instagrams at Nerdy Collector Luna. So there you can see posts on what I'm watching, what I'm eating, photos of my cats, what I'm listening to. I love to post the albums I'm listening to. So follow me there. But yeah, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongaku Do You. And I also can say thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.